you anything you can do, Tilly said heatedly. Pipsqueak. Go on then, try peeing up against that wall. Damn, she hated smart kids. Or do this, called out the first boy, taking a run up and effortlessly leapfrogging the fixed dome-topped litter bin just down from the chip shop. Oh yes, this was more like it. Peeing up against walls might be problematic, but leapfrog was practically her specialist subject. On the minor side, she was wearing a fairly short skirt, but on the plus side, it was nice and stretchy. Dumping her parcel of fish and chips in Erin's arms, Tilly took a run-up and launched herself at the bin. Vaulting it went without a hitch. She sailed balletically over the top like Olga Corbett. It was when she landed that it all went horribly wrong. Honestly, though, what were the chances of your left foot landing on the very chip you'd earlier thrown at your best friend after she called you old? Tilly let out a shriek as her left leg scooted off at an angle and her arms went windmilling through the air. She heard Erin call out in horror, Mind the... a millisecond before she cannoned into the side of the parked car. Ouch. It might have broken a fall, but it still hurt. Splattered against it like a cartoon character, Tilly belatedly noticed that it was an incredibly clean and glossy car. Hey! yelled an unamused male voice from somewhere up the street. Well... It had been incredibly clean and glossy until five seconds ago. Peeling herself away from the car, Tilly saw the marks her fish and chip greasy fingers had left on the passenger door, the front wing, and the formerly immaculate side window. With the sleeve of her jacket, she attempted to clean off the worst of the smears. The pale voice behind her, sounding more annoyed than ever, shouted out, Have you scratched my paintwork? No, I haven't. And you shouldn't have been parked there anyway. It's double yellows. Glancing over her shoulder and checking he was too far away to catch her, Tilly retrieved her fish and chips from Erin, then did what any self-respecting 28-year-old would do and legged it down the road. "'It's okay,' panted Erin. "'He's not chasing us.' They slowed to a dawdle and Tilly carried on eating her chips. As they made their way together along the wet pavement, she said, "'Lucky there was no one around to take a photo. In a place like this, getting greasy fingers on a clean car could have made the front page of next week's Gazette.' You know, Declan's right. You'd like it here. Erin, who was still saving her own chips, pinched one of Tilly's. If you wanted to give it a go, you can stay with me for as long as you like. Tilly was touched by the offer, but knew she couldn't. During the years of nursing her mother, Erin had slept on the sofa in the living room while Maggie occupied the only bedroom. It hadn't been ideal by any means. She knew how claustrophobic Erin had found it. Coming down for the weekend and staying for a couple of nights was fine, but the flat was small, and anything more would be unfair. They'd reached the bottom of the high street. All they had to do now was cross the road and they'd be home. Still greedily stuffing chips into her mouth, Tilly waited next to Erin for a bus to trundle past, followed by a gleaming black car. You sod! Tilly shrieked as the car splashed through a puddle at the curbside, sending a great wave of icy water over her skirt and legs. Leaping back, too late, she glimpsed a flash of white teeth as the figure in the driver's seat grinned and raised a hand in mock apology before accelerating away. It was him, wasn't it? Shuddering as the icy water soaked through her opaque tights, Tilly hugged her bag of fish and chips for warmth. The one who yelled at me! It's the same car, Erin confirmed. Some kind of jag. Bastard! He did that on purpose! But she was inwardly impressed. Quite clever, though. Erin gave her an odd look. Clever? How? 
Tilly pointed at Erin's unsullied cream coat, then at her own soaked-through skirt and tights. The way he managed to avoid you and only get me. The next morning, Tilly woke up on the sofa with a dry mouth, cold legs and the duvet on the floor. It was ten o'clock, and Erin had tiptoed past her an hour ago in order to head downstairs and open the shop. Later, Tilly would join her for a while before taking off for a wander around Roxburgh, but for now she would enjoy being lazy and spending a bit of time wondering what to do with the rest of her life. Tilly made herself a mug of tea and a plate of toast before hauling the duvet back onto the sofa and crawling under it. Next, she switched on the TV, then rummaged through her bag for her phone to see if there were any messages on it. No, none, not even from Gavin. Which was just as well, really, because the last thing she needed was for him to start having second thoughts and regretting his decision. Plumping up the pillows and taking a sip of tea, Tilly pushed the Roxburgh Gazette out of her bag.